Chapter Nineteen of the Leopard's Claw by George Washington Ellis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Oliver's old enemy kidnaps Lucretia. When Alpha found out that Oliver had escaped alive, he suspected that it was through trickery. He therefore started the villagers upon a search while he wandered on visiting other towns in search of his escaped victim. He finally arrived at the village of Yahweh Mountain during the evening of the full moon. He found the king and courtiers robed in white and mounted upon horseback, while the villagers in white also followed in the rear on foot as they made a circle around the town three times. Marching to the foot of the mountain, the king and courtiers descended from their mounts, and slaves removed their sandals, after which they climbed the steep ascent in single file. Alpha joined in the procession with the villagers. When the king reached the gate at the summit, he was met by slaves bearing a wooden trough of water. After washing and drying his feet, the king proceeded upon mats spread upon the ground as his followers washed their feet before entering. The king entered the moon temple and bowed before the idol as he lay his offerings before its feet. After the offerings were over, Eva led a procession of twelve young girls, robed in long white gowns fastened around the waist with golden belts, gold half-moon crowns upon their heads, and each holding a string of fragrant coffee blossoms, which they held in both hands. As Lucretia, now eleven years old, led the dance to the tune of Ta-ra-ra-bum-dia, which Eva had taught them. Alpha suspected Eva and Lucretia to be the lost wife and daughter of Oliver, and he grinned in contemplated revenge. As soon as the ceremony had ended, Alpha inquired of the villagers the history of the two white people. He was soon satisfied that his first guess was correct. He then set about to make plans to carry out his scheme of revenge. Creeping along the barricade, he watched until he saw Lucretia returning from the temple, strolling down near the gateway with Zena. He opened the gate softly and leaped upon them before they were aware of his presence. Stifling Lucretia's cries with a piece of cloth, he ran toward a back trail which he had recently cut. At the foot of the mountain he placed Lucretia upon a horse which he had tied to a tree, and mounted it. Holding her in one arm, he rode away at a fast pace up the river bank until he reached two canoes. Embarking in one with Lucretia, he sent the other adrift and emptied down the stream as he paddled up the river. When Zena gave the alarm, Eva ran wildly down to the village and informed the villagers of the kidnapping. They set about immediately to scout the mountain and brush trail as another party set out in a number of canoes. Eva joined the hunt and was informed by the canoe party that the search was in vain, because Lucretia had been seized by the crocodile men and dispatched to the other world, and that the empty canoe had been seen drifting down the stream. The villagers ceased to hunt and tried to console Eva, who, followed by Zena, ran madly from the town. When Yanga had returned to the deserted village and found Lucretia gone, she ran about calling and searching for her charge. She finally reached a village where the young daughter of one of the king's wives was very ill, and she administered herbs to cure her. She then became a great favorite and remained, while she questioned all travelers as to news of her charge and parents. 
one day in the early morning she was in a fishing party standing in a creek when she saw a white-robed figure paddling toward them as the canoe came nearer she caught a glimpse of the white face of a child in the bottom of the canoe she hurriedly informed the women that the white-robed man was the party who stole her charge and they should assist her to recover her End of chapter 19